0: It's The Big Wake-Up Call. I'm Ryan Gatenby, and time for my next guest. He is a former CBS radio president of programming and VH1 and MTV executive and the author of a new book, Next Job, Best Job, A Headhunter's 11 Strategies to Get Hired Now. And we're going to visit with Rob Barnett. And, Rob, good morning. Good morning. How are things going on where you are? How are things uh, in your location?
1: I'm in the great state of New Jersey. All right. Uh, by my lord and savior Bruce Springsteen doing well
0: (laughs) now what were you responsible for as CBS president of programming were you managing like CBS stations nationwide
1: yeah I was uh I was not the revenue guy in that job I was the content guy so the talent the content the programming uh for what was then hundreds of radio stations around the country it's funny to just say that excuse me, CBS became Entercom. Entercom became Odyssey, but don't worry, I have a lot of friends at <laughs> iHeartRadio, too.
0: Now, you never gave feedback like one consultant gave me, which was that, uh, Ryan, you're a hell of a running back, but you just can't pass, and I don't know to this day what that meant.
1: Well, consultants are not my friends. I hate <laughs> them. I honestly believe, I hope they're listening, that, that these are the people that suck the creativity out of radio starting back in the 80s and tried to make every single person sound the same and say the same and play the same. I'm not a fan of that. I think that radio is still one of the most magic mediums we've got on this earth. It's an incredible opportunity to connect directly from one heart to the next and I still believe in it, but not a big fan of those consultants. I'm a bigger fan of creative wackos who take risks <laughs> and realize that in the end we're probably going to get fired anyway. But nice. you know, that's okay. It's showbiz.
0: So, Rob, what are we going to learn in the book? What are some ways that uh, your experience, your perspective, gives some unique insight into job hunting?
1: Well, I don't know why this is, but it just seems like a lot of people are doing a job search that was created in the 1960s. I don't get it. You know, it's like the idea that people are writing these boring cover letters and the same standard resumes and LinkedIn's with all this blah, blah language. It's just not cutting it anymore because a company is looking for the most special, most qualified person possible. So we're counseling people to do a couple of things. One is don't go putting yourself out there as three or four potential kinds of jobs thinking that you've just increased your odds threefold or fourfold. You've got to pick the one path that you believe is the path that's best for you and then concentrate the way that you present and pitch, sell yourself as that one individual. That kind of focus is going to get you a lot further than constantly doing the shotgun approach of, you know, hey, I could be five or six things. What do you yeah. got?
0: Well, I know I have a friend who's currently searching and has four different resumes depending on what they're applying for and, you know, highlighting different uh, information, different experience they have. You're saying that's really not a good idea.
1: I would tell your friend to give us a call and we'll help them out. It's the wrong idea. It's not going to work. And and by the way, it's it's really time intensive to say, well, I'm going to make believe I'm somebody else for this next job. It's way better to concentrate and focus your message and then go find as many companies as possible that fit the need to fill that job with you.
0: What would you say is the biggest mistake you see when people are trying to get a job? As you mentioned, don't have a a resume from from the 1960s, but uh, just, just starting right off, are people making one big thing that's holding them back?
1: Yes. And I was as guilty of this as anybody but now I've seen the light. You've gotta make your presentation to every company about them a lot more than you're making it about you. Your history is on the LinkedIn, your history is on the resume. But when you're pitching, when you're sending an email, when you're writing a cover letter, just keep finding ways to prove to that company that you've done more homework than any other candidate and you're coming with specific feedback specific ideas and yes even constructive criticism because if you're doing all that you've just increased your odds at getting an interview a thousand times more than the people who are making these cover letters and emails all about how wonderful they are not as important as how well you can solve their problem, prove it, show it to them
0: so you want companies want to hear what you specifically can do to help them
1: Yes <laughs> in a word
0: Now that seems simple that it's uh, well okay, I know all about you and, and going on and on and I feel like sometimes in an interview people get caught up in that and and is there do you want to turn around and interview the focus on like how your experience can instantly help them? How do you put the focus back on what you can do for them versus when they're asking you personal questions about you?
1: Oh, that's a great question, actually. (laughs) That's a really great question. You know, like the best politicians you've ever seen on your favorite cable news network of choice, you can take that question and turn it back around to the mission that you're there to do. So let's role play it for a minute. If you ask me, you know, Tell me about the thing that you're most proud of, and I'm there for, let's say, a job that's about marketing. Let's say I'm going for a marketing job. Okay. Then I'll begin the answer. I'll begin the answer with one of my greatest hits. You know, back in my day. <laughs> but I'm going to keep that as short as possible, and then I'm immediately going to turn it back around and say, you know, I noticed. Two weeks ago, when I was doing my homework, I saw that you guys were marketing X, Y, and Z. And what I liked about that was A, B, and C. you got to just kind of constantly turn it back around and show them that you've invested the time, the energy, and yes, the passion to really, really, really care about what they're doing.
0: And here's the number one question I always have, and people ask me how I would handle it, the, the interview question of, can you tell us about some of your weaknesses? That That's bogus, isn't it? It's like a pitcher asking a batter, all right, what part of the strike zone can you not hit?
1: <laughs> we actually write about that in the book. We've, we've got a lot of those, uh, the, the lamest softballs, the weirdest curveballs. I got really way too into baseball analogies in Chapter 9, oh, great. which we call The perfect 30-minute interview, it's said with a wink. But we did talk about the the strengths and weaknesses and all those questions. I, I do believe that as lame and old school as that question is, it is an opportunity, it really is, to build a clear and transparent, honest communication with the person that's sitting across From you that might end up being your boss, I do think that it's fine, and maybe even strengthening to talk about your weaknesses and say, "Here's where I screwed up in this one situation, and here's what I learned from it, and here's how I've, here's how I'm now applying it in my current situation." I I think you know what what sounds like a lame, lame softball like that could actually be turned around and put to your advantage.
0: I thought you were supposed to answer it. Oh, my weakness is sometimes I care too much. Is that a weakness?
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, that's again, you know, that's the typical answer that that you expect. (laughs) You want to stand out in every interview and in every cover letter as the person that does not sound like everybody else.
0: And the new book is uh, Next Job, Best Job, A Headhunter's 11 Strategies to Get Hired Now. It is available now everywhere for pre-order. It comes out on Tuesday, June 29th, hardcover e-book and audio book. The author, of course, my guest, uh, Rob Barnett. And, Rob, thanks so much for being on the show today.
1: Thanks, Ron. I really appreciate it.